We pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and share. Thank you for stopping by our station. And until next time, may the peace of God be with you. This morning, coming from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 11 through 17. Ephesians 6, 11 through 17. And I'll begin to read. It reads, verse 11, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but we are against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the evil time. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Let us pray. Everlasting Father, thank you for this time to dive into your word. We ask for a fresh visit of the Holy Spirit in this place, in our hearts, O God, so that we can remember the victory that we have in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Putting on the whole armor, putting on the whole armor. There is so much that we need the protection of our loving Father for to protect us from all manner of evil, of harm, of danger, dangers seen and unseen, things that we're aware about and things that we didn't see coming, never had a chance to defend ourselves from. For instance, take your childhood, my childhood, our childhoods. We may have had both good and bad experiences in our upbringing, but we did not get to choose what family or environment we were born into. Yet those experiences really help to shape our development and our personhood. A lot of what you have experienced in this life is perhaps not even very much your fault when you think of the family or the situation or the environment that you grew up in. And whatever that may be, you still did not get to choose the things that impacted you right now here as you sit here today. Now, I do trust and believe that God knows fully about our past. He knows the varied experiences that shape us, whether they are positive or negative. And God is infinite in his power and wisdom and omniscience and uses everything, according to scripture, Romans 8, 28. Everything that we go through will be used for our good. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And so when I think of life, and how we're all chosen 
by God and he knows the end from the beginning. You were born because it was on purpose. You were chosen. And I start to think of what I went through as a child. I was born in South Jamaica, Queens, New York, in a neighborhood um, flooded with drugs and violence. And I would say by the time I was eight or so, I, because I had to for survival instinct, I, would, I could know the difference between a gunshot and a firecracker. And my family dynamic was that of domestic abuse. And I'm not telling you a sad story. The Lord has taken care of me. I'm here. I'm good. I'm just sharing with you. Um, the, the Lord brought me through domestic violence in the home of watching my mother being beaten by my father every day. Every day. And it was so bad that the emergency room staff knew to expect us about every two weeks because that's when the beatings would get a little bit more serious on her payday. They knew to expect us and knew us by name. The worst of those beatings was uh, with a sledgehammer. She survived. And afterwards, they were divorced. And as a kid, can you imagine the trauma watching that every day? Just the things that my, my mother went through and just being beaten to the ground every day, verbally, mentally, emotionally, all that, watching that every day. So as a child, I would say, why? <laughs> Why, why am I born into the situation? Why am I born into the, I didn't ask for that. Like, how, how did I get here? Why, did, why am I here? Trauma traumatizes. But if you let it, it can teach you. And I can remember those, those vivid memories, but also I can recollect the wisdom that I gain right now here today, having gone through all of that. So you may feel like life did, dealt you a bad hand. Life has done you wrong. But I want you to remember, as I have to remember, that we were built to persevere. We were built to overcome. You may have had some things happen in your life that were not your fault, that were not your choice, and then some choices that you made that caused some unfavorable conditions to transpire. Still, Romans 8.37 calls us more than conquerors. God knows that your situation is not perfect. He knows that we are not perfect, but he still calls us more than conquerors. You can still overcome. He is still with you and for you, no matter what the situation you have found yourself in or gotten yourself into. There is still hope. Somebody say there's still hope. There's still hope. And all of your broken pieces that lay before you, God wants to use them for his glory. And guess what? For your testimony, that you may be a witness to someone, to tell someone of the goodness of the Lord. And the Bible tells us that we have everything that we need to live a life that is godly and victorious and powerful. First Peter 1, 3 says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. We come to know God by reminding ourselves who God is and who we belong to as his children. We are heirs of the promises of God. We are forgiven in Christ. We are redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We are God's children. We are citizens of the kingdom of God. Doesn't matter where you've come from, where you've been, what problem, what issue you have, you are still chosen. You still have victory in Christ. 
You are not your past. You are not your mistakes. You are not where you came from. We are redeemed. And we have all the tools that we need to fulfill God's purpose for our lives. With all the things, that the, all manner of evil that comes against us, all the things that come against us, we have the power in God to win. We just have to put on the whole armor of God. We got to put it on. Getting discouraged is, is not a hard thing to do. Amen. That's easy to do. Turn on the news. Read the newspaper. Newspaper. Anybody read newspapers anymore? No? Okay. <laughs> Turn on the news. Um, and, but you have to remember that you're, it's a fight. First Timothy uh, 6 and 12 says we fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight because we win, but it's a fight. It's a fight to remain strong in the faith. So don't feel strange because you have to do some work to get there. Faith without works is dead because you have to fight to cultivate your faith. Don't feel strange about doing that. That's part of the process. That's part of the process. We don't gently drift toward strong faith. It is a fight. Every day is a grueling battle of killing the flesh and the fleshy carnal mindset. And it's spiritual and it takes a mind that is fully washed in scripture to win and be victorious. So it's a fight, but we are built to conquer. No matter how hard it may get, no matter how hard it may seem, we are built to win. We just have to remember to put on the tools, the armor that God gives us to be victorious. We're built to endure. We're built to last. Did you know that you in your physical body are built to outrun almost any animal? Outrun. Now, they may start off fast, so I don't like try to outrun a cheetah or anything. Don't test it. But um, if, if we're talking about endurance, let's say a 26.2 marathon. Anybody, any marathon runners in here? Yes. Okay, 26.2. That's right, 26.2, right? Okay, so a horse starts out. He darts out, and you and the horse are going. Eventually, the horse is going to have to stop and pant to regain its strength. It's going to have to stop. You, because you are able to endure and you're built to sweat to cool down as a physical body, you sweat to cool down. You can endure and finish the race and the horse would have quit a long time ago. You are built to endure. That's how you were created. Even God in his image, we're creating his image. Even in our physical bodies, he's created us to endure, to thrive, to win. So if we remember that we have the promises of God and all we need to do is put on the full armor and endure, we will see the promises of God. Put on the whole armor. You're built to win. You're built to last. The book of Ephesians, written by Paul to the church of Ephesus, um, it was to remind the church, remind them of the great riches and promises and tools we have to win in Christ. So we're going to start in a verse 11. Ephesians 6, verse 11. So Paul is encouraging the church. You have what you need. You just have to use it. You've got the tools you need. And I say to you today, you've got the tools you need. We just have to rem remember to use it. Somehow we talk ourselves out of the promises of God. Um, and that's, that's the work of, of our faith that we have to work on. Build your faith. Employ your faith. Give your faith something to do. Ephesians 6.11. Paul says, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Paul's just saying, be fully dressed. Be fully dressed spiritually in what you need to be fully protected from the enemy. What do we need, Paul? Well, 12 says, 
For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. So when you think of that person maybe, or that situation, you're not fighting in flesh and blood. Has anybody ever tried to punch the evil out of somebody? Don't answer. It's not gonna work. That is not gonna work. It's not a flesh and blood battle. But when you're praying about a situation and even asking God to help you um, to understand, maybe it's something that I need to be blessed by this person, by an area that I need to grow in. But praying through that situation and allowing to, to confront it through the spirit is what helps, is what builds you and is what will change them by the power of God. Not your power, but by the power of God. So it's, it's, it's not flesh and blood. It's not flesh and blood that, that we battle. It is a spiritual warfare that is going on. But we got all the tools we need to survive, to thrive, to win and be victorious. How do I know that? 13, Paul says, he tells us what we need. Therefore, if you want to stand against the, these, these evil spirits, these evil places, these evil authorities, let me tell you what we can do. Put on every piece every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Paul says, don't leave any of these pieces. The piece I'm about to tell you about, don't leave anything out because I'm giving you the proper equipment to be spiritually victorious in life. Don't leave out one thing. Put on the full armor. What do we need, Paul? 14, stand your ground putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. The belt of truth. The Bible says, let every man be a liar and God's word only be true. What does God say about you versus what they say about you? What they say about you has nothing to do with God's promises for your life. It has nothing to do with the truth. But sometimes we get derailed by what they say or what this situation makes us look like. But what did God say? What is the truth about who you are? He calls you victorious. He calls you more than a conqueror. He calls you the apple of his eye. That's who you are. That's the truth. So put on the, the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. So sometimes we try to make things right by our own. Sometimes we try to manufacture a shine, but you cannot outdo the shine of God's supernatural power. You cannot outdo when God exalts you and you humble yourself. You cannot outdo that. So put on God's righteousness. You are his righteousness. There's nothing that you can do more right than God. So put on his righteousness. And when I speak of putting on his righteousness, I'm talking about standing in who you are in Christ. Because Christ is our banner. Christ is the one who fights for us. Christ in us is the hope of his glory being seen in this earthly realm. So we stand in his righteousness. I might be messed up. I might not be perfect, but I am forgiven in Christ. That's God's righteousness. Okay, what am I going to wear? What else am I going to wear, Paul? 15 says, shoes. What, what am I going to put on my feet? For shoes, put on the peace that comes from God. I'm sorry, the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. So your feet will be shod with the preparation of God's peace. And that's not just to say you walk around calmly, which is probably residue of the peace that you have. But that's saying that I got a blessed assurance in Scripture in good news that I serve a God who has forgiven me, sanctified me, made me whole, redeemed me, snatched me out of the pits of hell and allowed me to have access to him through Christ Jesus and everlasting life once this life is over in this earth realm. That's the peace I walk with, not just calm, but peace and knowing confidence, God confidence that he 
cares for me. And he cares for you too. So not just me, not just, yes, he cares for me, but he cares for all of us. He loves all of us. 16, what else, Paul? In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. So when the enemy comes with something, the weapon will be formed, but it won't prosper because all you got to do is put up your shield of faith. And remember, I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that I am saved by the power of God and that he has redeemed me and taken care of me and I'm going to be okay. So when the enemy comes at you and tells you that you're not enough, you're not okay. Oh no, I'm more than enough. According to the word of God, it says he's done exceeding abundantly for me according to the power that we're, I've got everything I need in abundance, but you've got to remember to have that faith. You have to rev yourself up, build yourself up to have that faith and remember whose you are in God. Hold up that shield of faith when the fiery daughter of the wicked one comes and it will not go through. 17, what else, Paul? Paul says, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You know, if you want to kill something, cutting it at the head or injuring the head is the easiest way to do that. But it's saying, put on salvation as your helmet. Remember that you are forgiven, that you are saved. Remember in Christ, you have all that you need. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because he's already taken care of the condemnation. It was nailed to the cross. It is no more. It's gone. It's dead. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whosoever believeth shall not perish but have everlasting life. Wear that on your head. I'm the whosoever. I believe I shall have everlasting life. Wear salvation on your head and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. God's word is a weapon. That's why we need to know it. That's why we need to study it. That's why we need to recall it. Because when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord lifts up a standard. And that standard is the word of God. So when the enemy comes with his lies, with a deception, we are able to speak to that thing, God's word, and it will change. Why do I know that it will change? Because God says that God's word does not return to him void. It will go forth and accomplish what he sent it to do. He's sending it through your mouth to the situation. And guess what? God keeps his promises and it will change. It will happen. That's, that's what God does. God does not lie. Amen. So put on the whole armor. Dress yourself to win the battle. Put it all on. Somebody say, put it all on. Put it all on. If, if God gives it to us for battle, we need it. And we need all of it. And we have his help to remind us that we do all of this in his power. So it may sound like a lot to do. That's a lot to remember. Okay, faith and battle. Okay, we got to put the truth on. We gotta put, it may seem like a lot, but God is going to remind you. The Holy Spirit brings things to our remembrance. He will remind you through his word of how to stand in him and remember what to put on. So there's no need for us to get in the mix and try to use our power to fix things and fix the situation first. There's no need for us to use our defense mechanisms to fix things and expect God to bless that. We are to put on the full armor of God and that is what's gonna help us. That's what has ensured us, in fact, that we will win the battle. So as a military member, and even some of our civilians are, are pretty sure, but I've been in a lot of readiness exercises where we had to put on the mop gear. <laughs> yes, yes. So if you're under, you know, if you're under our training teaches us, if you're under fire, you're under attack, Let's say it's a ground attack and a chemical attack and all the different attacks. So without the proper mop gear on, without the proper protective posture gear on, it's going to be a bad situation if you're in a real life contingency operation and you don't have on the proper mop gear. 
So how many, here's a, here's a seaburn test. So if we're under contingency operations and we got chemical warfare and we got um, ground attack, what level mop gear would you say we would be in? One, two, three, or four? Four. We're going to be in level four mop because you can't leave out anything. You got to put on what? The gas mask. You got to put on the, the, you can't decide that the helmet is, is giving you a headache. Mine does. It gives me a headache like right here. But I still put it on. You got to put on the, the, the plated vest. You got to put on the over boots. You got to put on the gloves. You got to put on everything. You can't leave anything out because if you do and you're under chemical and ground attack and you don't have the proper gear on, you shall surely die. So that is issued to you so that you will surely be victorious, but not if you don't put it all on. And what do we put on first? You guys remember what we put on first all the time? Is our mask. The first thing you do is put on your mask so that you can breathe. And then you kind of put everything on after that. But there are stages to it, there are levels to it, but you make sure you gotta put it all on. Every bit of it is important. Likewise, every bit of spiritual armory that the spirit and the military of heaven gives us, the army of heaven gives us to put on, put it all on so that you can be dressed in the full armor of God and withstand the enemy and be victorious in this life. And you might say, you know what? I'm on the spiritual battlefield of just lies and deception of the enemy coming at me and I'm so tired of it, but oh man, I might need to put on the belt of truth and remember that I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. And my going out and my coming in is blessed. And God surrounds me with healing and protection. And you might be on the spiritual battlefield and you're thinking or battling condemnation. Man, I've just done too much. I don't know if I can get out of this. It's just, it's, it's too much going on in, in my life that I have done and I don't even know how to forgive myself. You got to remember, put on God's righteousness. Don't forget that part. Don't forget that piece. Put on God's righteousness. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You might be fighting, and this is, I mean, all these are real, real deal here. Anxiety. You might be battling anxiety. And that's just a real situation. And you need God to come in. Okay, God, I need to remember to put on what? The shoes of peace. And remember that you give us peace that surpasses all understanding. You are perfecting those things that concern me. You love me and you are looking after me. You want what is for my good. And you might be battling on the, on the spiritual battlefield some doubt. My faith is being tested. I just kind of, my, my, my faith is, is kind of weak right now but the bible says that now faith is a substance of things that we don't see god knows where you are and though you cannot see him we sure enough know that he is real in our hearts and if you give a chance give it a chance the bible says oh taste and see that the lord is good just try him and see oh you might be on the battlefield and you're spiritually battling you really just don't think you're going to go to heaven so why, why live this life if I don't, I don't think there's any reward eventually? Well, we might need to put on the helmet of salvation and remember that we have everlasting life in Christ Jesus. That is where our faith lies. Lastly, you, you might be battling some thoughts of, you know, I don't, I don't know what to believe anymore. There's so much out there to believe. Like, I don't know what is real. Oh boy, well, you got to get that sword of the spirit, that word of God that will last forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will stand forever. I'm standing with what stands forever. It's quick and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It'll cut up all the lies of the enemy into little tiny pieces until it diminishes and 
is just flowing away. God can do through his word, through the power of his word, the impossible to what the world might see. That's his specialty. God does the impossible. Is there anything too hard for God? No. Put on the whole armor of God. So I've come here today. I want to remind us all that you have been supernaturally issued by the power of God spiritual mop equipment that will make sure that you are victorious in every spiritual battle that you have. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. It's not flesh and blood, but it's the spiritual that we wrestle against. And I know that's trying on our faith to remember and to feel like we're doing anything good when we're praying a prayer. But let me tell you, prayer is not a forfeit. Prayer is a weapon. Prayer is a strategic weapon. When you put the word of God, according to your faith, according to your faith, remember, you, 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 gotta, you gotta try your faith. You gotta employ your faith. Put the word of God on that situation and step back and let God do it. And I know sometimes it doesn't work out how we want it to, but God is sovereign and he knows best. We just have to put on the whole armor. So the things that the enemy tried to come against, to use against you, to come against you. If it would have worked, you would not be here. You would have been destroyed. But it has not worked. And it will not work. No weapon formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that rises against you is condemned in the name of judgment, the scripture says. So it has not worked. It will not work. Just continue to put on the full armor. Every bit of it, Paul says. Put on every piece of that armor. And remember that you are victorious in Christ. Put on the whole armor. Don't leave anything out. The Lord has already won the battle for you. We just have to stay postured in prayer and fully armored with what he's given us to win. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you this morning for allowing us to be here and be in the presence of your Holy Spirit through the power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we are able to access the throne of grace and remember whose we are and know that we have victory in you. God, we love you this morning. We honor you. We know that you are sovereign. There are things that we cannot explain and places that we have been and things that we have done and things that have been done to us that we don't know how that could ever work for our good. But you are sovereign. You know all from the end and from the beginning. You are Alpha and Omega. And you have already made the victory certain for your children. So we honor you this morning and we thank you for revelation, new revelation as we go throughout our week to remind us to continue to put on the full armor, every bit of it, every piece of it of God so that we may stand against the enemy in victory as we stand in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you would do me this favor and repeat the prayer of salvation after me if you would like. Even if you are, you are uh, in the kingdom and have received Christ already, if you don't mind repeating with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for the precious blood of Jesus. Thank you that my heart believes and I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and I have access to the Father through him. In Jesus' name, amen. That is a prayer of salvation. 
And if you prayed that prayer, amen, please clap. If you prayed that prayer, amen, we're in the kingdom so we can celebrate. Whether that was your first time or your 20th time, thank you for praying that prayer with me. And if that was your first time and you want to know a little bit more about what you just prayed, please come see myself or any other chaplain that can help guide you along this faith journey. It is a fight, but the good news is that we win. Amen? Amen. Let us stand up with our worship team. We pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and share. Thank you for stopping by our station. And until next time, may the peace of God be with you.